There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Let's rock, don't you? <laughs> All right, how's everybody doing out there today? It is Sunday. November 12th, coming in here late, I was watching the Bucks game, then I watched the end of the Steelers game, and I was, ah, fuck, I gotta go do a show, let's go, let's go, alright, here we go, <laughs> here we go, here we go, alright guys, please, once again, we are here, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, can you guys please, please, follow the show, subscribe to the show, share the show. Give me money for the... Sh- no, we're not doing that. No, we don't do that. No Patreon here. If you want to help me out, the best way you can help me out is this. You can go to... I'm reading something. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Don't worry about me. You can go to uh, the DTOM store. <laughs> the link is at the bottom of the podcast app in which you're listening to this on. So... Um, Check that out. I got some hoodies. I got T-shirts. I got all sorts of crap on there, and it's uh, and that's the way you can help me out. I've tried to lower the prices as much as I possibly could. I mean, the whole point, obviously, of selling stuff is to profit. Now, I'm not profiting to put money in my pocketing. Pro- pocketing. I'm not profiting to put it in my pocketing. I'm not profiting to put money in my pocket. I'm profiting to pay for the show, to pay for the. The storage, the upkeep, the the production, the putting the show out, the uh, distribution, the websites, so on and so forth. So if you guys could help me help me, then that would be a great help to me. Another way you can help me, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, you can um, leave me a review. Leave me a five-star, preferably, but even more so if you could actually leave a review you know, uh, hey, Don, you're doing a great job, awesome, this, that, and the other thing. Or, hey, this really sucks, and you should, you know, shoot yourself in the head. You know, whatever comes to your mind is is fine. <laughs> and uh, as I've said before, I will start reading reviews. Uh, we had one here. Um, this was Monday, the other day, uh, so a week, about a week ago. And the person tagged it, said uh, that their values of old. So that's their tag. You know, you can, if you're on Apple, you can have whatever you want there. Um, and this one was a five star. So thank you very, very much for that. It says more great content was the, uh, was the caption. Uh, this person writes, love the show here. We should have this as a replacement for CNN, Fox, etc. Sadly for us, the constitutional law only seems to work now when it's convenient for the puppet master. So I appreciate that. Values of old, whoever you may be, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. 
And, uh, you know, then I have some jokers. This was from a couple years ago, so I'm not even going to read them so they can suck it. And uh, if you're into having sex with farm animals and this is a show for you, yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, you're funny. Fucking keyboard tough guys. I thought there was another one on here, but I don't seem to see it. I need to go to the my podcast uh, Apple situation, and uh, I don't want to do that right now. So anyway, like I said, guys, you re- give me a review. I'll read it. I don't care if it's good or bad. You know, I mean, I do care personally if it's if it's good or bad, but I'll read it either way. It doesn't matter. If you want to be an ass clown, then fuck, go ahead and knock yourself out. If you uh, want to appreciate what I'm doing here, just being a regular dude like the rest of you folks out there and uh, just a guy with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. I'm not making a fucking penny off this shit. I'm just here giving you the real-world outlook of a real person that has no chains of sponsors holding them back from saying what they want to say. Sugar and water, here we go. Guys, if you want to follow the show on social media, we are Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. Got some new drink recipes up there. If you want to learn how to make some cool-ass drinks, check it out. I got a couple more I'm thinking about doing this week. So check me out there. And if you um, are not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. That's the website. From any of those situations, you can contact me directly and or go to the DTOM store and check out all the good stuff there. All right, let's get into it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> wife's heading home from work here pretty soon i gotta take her out to dinner it's sunday night sunday night date night for us anyway so i don't know if you guys have seen this but this popped up the other day for me and it is titled solar superstorm could wipe out the internet for weeks or months scientists say now <laughs> this to me is probably the most interesting thing ever So I'm going to read this article. This is from Fox Weather, so, you know, whatever. But nonetheless, we may marvel at the northern lights, but at the same time, but that same solar storm energy could one day create what researchers describe as the Internet apocalypse. The Internet has come of age during the time when the sun has been relatively quiet, and now it's entering a more active time, says Professor Peter Becker of George Mason University. It's the first time in human history that there's been an intersection of increased solar activity with our dependence on the Internet and our global economic dependence on the Internet. Becker, why won't you move? Speaking of Internet, not working, fucker. Becker is the lead investigator on the project with the school and the Naval Research Laboratory to create an early warning system. Uh, what can a solar superstorm do to Earth? Okay. So there have been a lot of solar flares, Becker says. Um, flares are when the sun brightens and we see the radiation, and that's kind of the muzzle flash. And then the cannon shot is the coronal mass ejection. That sounds kind of naughty. <laughs> so we can see the flash, but then the coronal mass injection, or ejection, not injection, ejection, can go off uh, some random direction in space. But um, we can tell when they're actually going to head towards Earth. And that gives us about 18 hours of warning, maybe 24 hours of warning, before those particles actually get to Earth and start messing with the Earth's magnetic field. Large blobs of plasma or superheated matter fly through space in a CME, A percentage of it hits the Earth, which distorts our planet's magnetic field. That third prong on the electrical plug, which usually gives excess energy charge a safe place to go, becomes like an electrical uh, circuit. Uh, And when you get this kind of insidious things, where you could actually get current from the ground, Becker says, so everybody thinks, oh, my computer's grounded, I'm okay. But in an event like this, if you drive... If you drive inductive currents into the surface of the Earth, it can almost work backwards. And you can end up actually frying things that you thought were relatively safe. The power grid, satellites, underground fiber optic cable with copper sheaths, navigation and GPS system, radio transmitters, and communication equipments are all vulnerable. So let's, before I read on, let's think about that. Everything that we depend on right now, right now, I'm doing this show. 
Okay, now you're hearing this on your, chances are you're listening to this on your on your phone, your mobile device, right? You're probably at work, you might be driving somewhere, you might be a tr- uh, full trucker effect, you might be driving across the road, you might be, you know, working in the factory, you might be doing whatever you're doing and you're listening to this. Chances are you're on your, your iPhone, your Samsung, your Galaxy, your, you know, whatever, your Android device, and you're tuned into this via an app, whether it's, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Samsung Free, Google Play, Amazon, so on and so forth, right? Which is an app on your phone that you're listening to this via the internet, okay? I use the internet to produce the show. So right now I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven websites open to talk about different stuff today. And I'm using the internet to be able to bring you a story. Then... Once I conclude this podcast, and I, if I have to do any edits, which I really don't have to do a whole lot because I'm pretty fucking good. Anyway, <laughs> once I get that done, I upload it to the Podbeam Distribution Center, and they dis- distribute it out amongst the different podcast apps. <laughs> Internet goes down. None of this happens. I don't exist. You can't listen to me. And... Most people will be fine with that because it's not like I have hundreds of thousands of millions of listeners. That would be nice, thus sharing and so on and so forth. But you don't have Joe Rogan. You don't have Dan Bongino. You don't have Tim Pool. You don't have this person and that person, whoever else you listen to. You won't have your true crime podcast. You won't have your cooking podcast. You won't have your ass fucking podcast. Whatever you listen to is all gone. Number one. Number two. Most of us watch TV of some sort. Uh, if, like, for for example, a lot of people nowadays have gotten rid of cable, right? I mean, we had Spectrum. As soon as I had the opportunity to not have Spectrum, I said, "Get the fuck out of my house!" And <laughs> we have uh, FiOS, which runs our internet, and then we just use YouTube t- YouTube TV. So, no FiOS internet, which. If you have Fios, you know this, but if you don't, that's an underground cable. Like Spectrum and most of your other cable companies are overhead. This Fios is runs underground. Uh, but overhead underground doesn't matter. No cable, no internet. Right? So now, not only can I not do a podcast, you can't listen to the pod, any podcast, let alone this one. You can't watch any TV, any TV. And then to make things worse, you can't even listen to the radio. Because this is saying it could interfere with radio waves, TV. Not that you watch TV with an antenna and everything. It's going to mess up navigation and GPS systems. <laughs> you're, so you're not going to have cell phones to talk to people, to text people. You're not going to have the ability to listen to podcast or radio to find out what the fuck's going on. Or watch TV to find out what the fuck's going on. This one simple thing, and we're talking about a solar flare that may or may not happen, but the reason I'm talking about this is because I have nothing else to bring to you other than Israel. No, I'm joking. (laughs) The only reason I'm saying this is we're talking about a solar flare that may or may not happen, and it, it has happened before, and I'll get to that point here in just a minute, but what if it's not a solar flare? What if it's an EMP attack? which is, you know, EMP is electro, electrical, electronic magnetic pulse device situation, whatever. So, for example, if, if a nuclear bomb went off or an atomic bomb or something along those lines went off, um, they emit an EMP pulse, electromagnetic pulse, okay? Now, they have devices where you can set off an EMP, without the bomb, without the nuclear or atomic explosion. So what if that happened? If you've ever seen the movie, um, the movie with the people in it, they played, you know, they did the stuff. It was crazy. You should have seen it. What the fuck's it called? Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> if you've ever seen Ocean's Eleven with George Clooney and whatever in there trying to rob a casino and the, the dude sets off an EMP device and it knocks the power out in Vegas for, you know, however many minutes it was. That's kind of true, but it's also kind of not true 
because in the sense of if you have a large enough EMP device, it'll knock the power out, period. <laughs> There's no, oh, it came back up. It doesn't work like that. Those, those pulses fry systems. The only way to avert an EMP, uh, EMP attack is to shut off equipment. Now, obviously, unless you know that's happening, there's no way to shut that off. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about, oh, I'm going to turn, turn off my computer. Oh, I'm going to turn off my my uh, TV. No, no, no. You'd have to shut the power off to your house. You'd have to go to the main breakers, you know, and you'd have to know. And then even if you did, even if you were the lucky person that said, boom, let me shut off my shit. And, and I've also seen places... <laughs> Uh, I've heard different podcasts, and I'm not going to say names, so you may or may not have listened to these podcasts, that they advertise for a company that sells an EMP circuit breaker type, or not circuit breaker, but a, uh, like a power surge converter type thing, but for EMPs. The problem with that is this. Now, if you have the money and you want to spend it and buy you that kind of protection, knock yourself out. <sighs> The problem with that is this. If you're in an area and you happen to get an EMP attack, okay, unless your power company has said device, it doesn't really matter what your house is protected because if the power grid goes out and your house is protected because you had the money to buy one of these EMP protective devices, that's all fine and dandy. There's still no power. And let, only only saving grace would be if you have solar or like a whole house generator or something along those lines. That would be your only saving grace. But how many people actually have that stuff nowadays? I mean, probably more so than 10 or 20 years ago, but still not as much as you would think. Anyway. So, in other words, it doesn't really matter. We're all going to die. Fuck it anyway. No, I'm joking. But this is why I tell you about buying supplies if you have the money and you can go to one of these these mre type places you know uh uh patriot supply and whoever else i don't know who all's out there knock yourself out but realistically it's a bigger thing if something like this were to happen whether it was the solar thing or an emp attack um those mres are only going to last so long and even going to the store and stocking up on canned food that shit's only going to last so long. So whether it's an EMP attack, a hurricane, an earthquake, you know, whatever, you need to be prepared. You need to get what kind of food you can, what kind of supplies you can. You're never going to be fully prepared. You're, it's impossible. I, I hate to say that. I hate to break that news to you. But I live in the real world of paying bills and living a modest life yeah i do a podcast but in all honesty it doesn't cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this it might cost in all in all it may cost me 60 70 dollars a month to do this podcast a month so that's a that's a good bottle of bourbon and i've got plenty of that <laughs> so when i want to do the detom store i want to help out with evening out the cost it is but i, I don't stress it you know what i'm saying but I live in the real world of the sense of paying bills, paying, uh, you know, your mortgage, your, your utilities, your credit card bills, you know, whatever. And then on top of that, buying food just to eat, just to survive, let alone extra. You, you, it's just impossible for the average American, which is what I am and which is what I would assume most of you guys are, is just the average American. Whether you make 30000 80000 you know, whatever your pay is, it's inconsequential because we all live based on how we get paid, right? So it's hard to say, go buy $5,000 worth of MRE from whomever or buy extra food because in the long run, if something like this happens, it's not going to matter anyway in the long run. Because that food's only going to last so long. You have to ask yourself a question. Um, how am I going to protect myself and my family? How am I going to get food down the road? You see what I'm saying? How am I going to support a lifestyle without electricity and internet information gathering and so on and so forth? <laughs> 
right? So you have to figure out, okay, well, do I need to buy a gun? Do I need to buy a couple of guns? Do I need to make sure I have enough ammo for said guns? Do I need to maybe stock up on seeds? Do I maybe need to learn how to store rainwater? Maybe I need to buy a survival guidebook to learn how to live, quote unquote, off the grid. And not so much living off the grid that you're going to move to the mountains in the middle of nowhere. You could be off the grid at your home if something like this happens. Off the grid is off the power grid. <laughs> Understand? Do you need to learn how to collect rainwater? How to filter said rainwater? How to grow food? How to capture food, how to kill food, how to clean food, how to cook food. So it's, I, I, not to be doom and gloom, I hate to come out the gate swinging like this, but it's real. This is something that has happened before. Now, mind you, <laughs> it was 170 years ago, but it has happened before. Now, in... It happened in 1859. That was the last time a CME reached the earth. Now, mind you, what was life back life like back then? You know, electricity was new. It took out the telegraph system. Uh, it says sparks were literally flying off the telegraph line. Some operators got electrocuted because the wires ended up carrying high voltage which is never supposed to, but the magnetic field variations became so strong, it almost became a generator system and drove these currents down telegraph wires. The heavy-duty wires of telegraph were robust compared to the fragile electronics today. So you got to think the, the, the wires back in the day with telegraph, I think, were made from copper, and they were cables. They weren't like the cables you see now. So... These things will, the, what we carry now, the fiber octave, it will fry. It'll, it'll just fry. It's, they're not made to conduct electricity. So you lay on top of that, the internet is a very delicate electronic. So you're talking about something that could really fry the, well, here you go, fry the system for a period of several weeks to months in terms of the time it would take to repair all the infrastructure, all the electronic switches, all these closets of electronics in all these office buildings uh, that could be fried. So we're literally talking a pretty major event, and that's not just communications. It's economic uh, disruption too. So think about what you do for a living, okay? Whatever that is, are you going to be able to go to work? Are you going to be needed to go to work? Now, mind you, you're not going to probably have to worry about paying bills because... The electric company, you're not going to have electric bill. There's no electric. You're not going to have a cable or internet bill because the place doesn't exist. And even if they do, <laughs> you're not going to, how are you going to pay bills? You're not going to have access to your bank. You're not going to have access to the stores. You're not going to have, it's, it would be, it, considering just the internet in itself, what, what the, what at least this country now i don't know about other countries i'm assuming most first world countries are following the same suit so in europe or wherever japan you know most of your your infrastructure is run off of the internet type thing whether it's through satellites or hardline or whatever the case may be uh you go to the grocery store you go to walmart you go to the wherever most of that stuff's ran inter internet now you might have situations where places take cash maybe possibly but chances are these places will be closed and even if they take cash do you have enough cash how much cash do you have on hand right now most people don't have much of any right now so you know there's it's just interesting. Obviously, this is something that could happen, and we won't know it happened until it happens. It's, and like he said, 18, 24 hours, okay? All you can do is cause mass panic. If you happen to be at the house or you're on the, you know, driving down the road and the radio comes in, this just in, emergency alert, 24 hours before all everything shuts down, what are you going to do? You're going to haul ass to Walmart with everybody else to clean out the place or, or your local grocery store or whatever? You know, like in Florida, for example, 
whenever there's a hurricane knocking on the door. Everyone bombards the grocery stores and Walmarts and Targets and every little place and cleans them out of water and whatever, canned food and, you know, chips and snacks and bread and whatever. Um, Ironically enough, the one thing or (laughs) the one item of food that doesn't get touched is frozen food and, and cold meat and stuff like that. So... Because everyone knows you're more likely going to lose power. Same thing will happen here, but even doing that, you're only going to get enough stuff to probably last you for a couple of weeks, maybe. So, I say get get as prepared food-wise and stuff as you possibly can. More importantly is if something like this happens and it takes, you know, was it what did they say, weeks to months? That's a long time if you think about it. So, anyway... <laughs> You guys have a great day. No, I'm joking. That's not it. So, today is the 12th. So, uh, I think the 17th. Uh, we are on the doorstep of another or possible or continued whatever shutdown. So, the White House has reacted to Speaker Johnson's new stopgap funding bill Saturday, calling it extreme. Uh, this is a quote from Korean Diversity Hire. This proposal is just a recipe for more Republican chaos and more shutdowns. Full stop. A statement from White House Press Secretary Korean Diversity Hire read, Just a few days left before an extreme Republican shutdown and after shutting down Congress for three, three weeks after they ousted their own leader, House Republicans are wasting precious time with an unserious proposal that has uh, been panned by uh, members of both parties. An extreme Republican shutdown would put critical, now I'm reading, this is her words, put critical national security and domestic priorities at risk, including by forcing service members to work without pay. Bullshit. Um, this comes just days after House Republicans were forced to pull uh, two of their own extreme appropriation bills from the floor, further deepening their dysfunction. The bill, a quote-unquote laddered continuing resolution, would create in some funding running out in the mid-January and the rest running out in February. It tries to dissuade negotiations on a whole-of-government omnibus funding bill and attempts to push uh, for two houses of Congress to negotiate on 12 regular funding bills. This two-step continuing resolution is necessary bill to place House Republicans in the best position to fight for conservative victories, Johnson posted on uh, Twitter. I refuse to call it X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. Uh, the bill will stop this absurd holiday season omnibus tradition of massive loading up spending bills introduced right before the Christmas recess. Senator Ron Johnson had a positive response to the bill, saying he's asking all congressional Republicans to support his uh, his decision. Speaker Johnson did not create the mess we are in, but acting responsible to avoid the shutdown and put an end to a finely honed process that has mortgaged our children's future. So, chances are it'll pass. Um, I think here's my, here's the here's the issue. The let me go back to it. The part where dipshit says um, shutting down Congress. Da da da. Where's it at? would put a critical national security and domestic priorities at risk, including forcing service members to work without pay. Now, I've said this time and time and time and time and time and time again. They are fucking lying to you. Shocker. I know I know that comes as a shock. Now, this is from CNN. This was on the 10th. So this was on Friday. Federal government begins initial communications to agencies on possible shutdowns. The White House official, uh, I'm sorry, the White House Office of Management and Budget on Thursday began its initial communications to agencies on how to prepare for possible government shutdown. A source familiar with the plan said, lawmakers on Capitol Hill have yet to settle the plan to avoid the shutdown by November 17th. The communications are part of the standard procedure laying out the steps towards bringing non-essential government functions to a halt. Non-essential government functions to a halt. Non-essential. Is that the military? I would say they're pretty essential. Okay. (laughs) So non-essential government functions. That would be the president, the vice president, Congress, Senate, and all the cabinet members. Because they don't seem to do a whole fucking lot. 
I swear to fucking God. We, I, I, it's time, bro. I'm telling you right now, we have got to fucking get our shit together. We, the motherfucking people of this country, have got to get some fucking shit together. We've got to get, <laughs> one week prior to the expiration of appropriation bill, regardless of the weather, uh, the enactment of appropriations appears in imminent. OMB will continue, or I'm sorry, will communicate with agencies, senior office officials to remind agencies of the responsibility of review and update orderly shutdown plans. It's sad that they actually have these plans. You would think this was the first shutdown ever in the world of history of this country, but they have plans, orderly, they have a a checklist, <laughs> if you will, because this isn't the first time this has ever happened. I'll get to that in a minute. And we'll share a draft communication template to notify employees of the status of appropriations, a budget circular document from the Office of Management and Budget States. Every department and agency has its own set of plans and procedures. Those plans include information on how the employees would get furloughed, which employees are essential and would work without pay. For example, air traffic control or secret service agents, U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention laboratory staff. How long would it take to wind down operations in the hours before the shutdown? And which activities would come to a halt? So let's look at that again. Air traffic controllers, I would say, are essential. They're going to get paid. Secret Service agents, when we think Secret Service, we obviously think of those people that protect the president. Now, they're not essential. No, I'm joking. They'll still be employed and they'll still get paid. It'll be the ones that go after like counterfeit money and shit like that. The guidance comes as Speaker Johnson has yet to outline a path. Well, that yawn just hit me. Sorry. Hold on. Oh, there it is. <laughs> path forward uh, avoiding a government shutdown. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on Thursday took the first procedure set, uh, step to put a government funding bill on the floor that the chamber could pass to avoid the shutdown and amounts to a backstop measure that could be the GOP control house is enabled to pass continuing resolution free of controversial measures the de- Democrats oppose. If the Senate were to pass it, the House would still have to approve it to avert the shutdown. All right. So has this ever in our history of life of this government ever happened? So here we go. The history of government shutdowns and how long they last. Now, this is from 1976 to 2023, and we have had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14. Now, 14 seems like a big number, but you're talking in roughly 47 years, we've had 14. Now, the last one was in 2018, and we had 2013, uh, 1995, uh, 90. And then, you know, and and these are lengths. Uh, So, but this is from Axios. And the thing that kills me is, and and I've told you this time and time again, guys, whenever you're, whenever you're getting information from something, someone, whatever, whether it's me, whatever podcast you listen to, or if you're reading it off the internet, whether it's off of a website, off of Twitter, off of whatever, whatever you're listening to, whatever you're reading, don't just take that one instance as the gospel, okay? Double, triple check your information because it's interesting what you'll find. So they say the U.S. is on the verge of the 20... This was actually written prior to the CR that was passed in September, but so just bear with me, and this is all that matters. Um, the 22nd government shutdown in five decades with Congress facing... A September 30th deadline, obviously, this is, you know, two, a month and a half or so old, why it matters. Under a government shutdown, non-essential federal functions are suspended. Systems including, now here's where the bullshit lies. And this is why you have to double, triple, quadruple check what you, information you hear. Because these, a lot of these media outlets, whether it's visual or audio um, media, and what I mean by that is internet, newspaper, whatever, TV, whatever, whatever, whatever. You got it. Any kind of media, social, whatever. You're going to get the lies. So, so with it being a Republican Congress, you're going to get the left side, whoever, whatever you're listening to. You're going to get their spin of how it's 
and it's, it's a point to scare you because the, the country is pretty much divided in half. So you're going to get the left side saying, oh, it's going to lock down the health programs and Social Security and Medicare, SNAP benefits, food, food FDA administration inspection, small business loans would be affected. Okay. I'll, I'll get to all that here in a second. It says all employees, those who stop working in those roles are deemed expected, aren't paid during the shutdown. Their paychecks catch up when operations resume. Boy, when you talk this much, you got to drink a lot of water. The 34 days the longest government shutdown was also the most recent from uh, 2018, early 19. Former President Trump's administration shutdowns ended with a concession, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay, so I'm not going to go through all the reasons why, who was president, and what happened. I, it doesn't matter. Let's go to this website that is the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. Uh, everything you should know about government shutdown. So this was this was actually from last year, but doesn't matter. It all basically works out to be the same. And let me find what I was reading earlier. What is a government shutdown? We know what that is. What services are affected in a shutdown and how each federal agency develops a shutdown plan following guidance released in previous shutdowns and coordinated by the Office of Management and Budget. The plan identifies which government activities may not continue until appropriations are restored, requiring furloughs and halting many agency activities, essential services, many of which are related to public safety, continue to operate with payments covering any obligations incurred only when appropriations are enacted. In prior shutdowns, border protections, in-hospital medical care, air traffic control, law enforcement, and power grid maintenance have been among these services classified as essential, while some legislative and judicial staff have also been uh, largely protected. Mandatory spending is not subject to annual appropriations, such as Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid also continues. Other examples of activities continued are those funded by permanent user fees and not subject to appropriations, such as immigration services funded by visa fees. Social Security and Medicare. Checks are sent out. Period. But benefit verification as well as card insurance would cease. So what that means is if you are going to go on to Social Security like tomorrow, or let's, let me put it this way. If... If you are scheduled to start Social Security and you have you have to wait till November 18th to fill out that paperwork, you're probably going to be fucked. Sorry, but if you're currently on Social Security and or Medicare, you're fine. You're fine. Checks will come out. It's a different situation. No matter what anyone tells you, you will still get paid. Let me ask you a question. In the nearly two months, just a few years ago, when Trump was president and it happened, did you still get your fucking check? Yes, you did. Cool. SNAP benefits, like the other website said, SNAP benefits, that has nothing to do with the federal government. That is done at state level. Your state, whatever state you live in, runs if you are a person that gets SNAP benefits. Now, I don't know what that stands for, but I know it's basically like your, um, your uh, EB, your, not EBT, yeah, EBT, your, uh, you know, food stamps, essentially. So that is state run. So whatever state you live in that you're listening to me, if, if you are a person that, that has to be on food stamps for whatever reason, you're fine. Okay. Environmental um, food inspections in 2013, EPA halted site inspections for 1,200 different sites. They included a hazard of waste, drinking water, water, and chemical facilities, food and drug administration delayed almost 900 inspections during the 2018 19 shutdown. The FDA restored some food inspections a few weeks into the funding lapse for products that were considered high risk. Okay. National parks. Those usually will get shut down. Uh, during 13 shutdown, National Park Service turned away millions of visitors from more than 400 parks, national monuments, and other sites. National Park Service has estimated a shutdown led to more than $500 million of lost visitor spending nationwide. See, here's the thing that kills me about that. If if these national parks and museums and, and whatnot, uh, like, for example, if you've ever gone to D.C. and you've gone to any of the many uh, historical uh, monuments that are there, okay, whether you go to Jefferson, Lincoln, Smith, there's microphone, Smithsonian, whatever, 
those are quote unquote national parks. Okay. So in most of these places have, I mean, most of these places are free roaming. Like the, the monuments are free roaming. You don't have to pay to get in and there's not really people there doing anything. It's just, just there. It's a monument. But some of these other places like Smithsonian, once again, still doesn't, I don't think it costs to get in. I can't remember. We went there a couple of years back. God, it's been about six, seven years. But anyway, um, your money spent in the gift shop. So you think the, I mean, $500 million, you think you're making enough money to pay people to work. You don't need taxpayer money or whatever the reason you would need funding for anyway. Air travel during the 1819 shutdown. Air travel was strained as a result of air traffic controllers and transportation secretary administration agencies working without pay. Travelers faced longer times. So, okay. TSA is going to be strapped. Air controllers are going to be strapped. Don't travel. If you have to, you have to. If you don't, you don't. Health and Human Services... The NIH would be prevented from creating coronavirus diseases and, oh wait, no, it doesn't say that, from admitting new patients or processing grant applications. Okay, I can live without the fucking NIH. I think we've learned, if we, if we haven't learned anything from the last couple of years, that the NIH is more of a hindrance than a help. Okay, the IRS, as a result of funds provided from, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, let me start that over. As a result of funds provided in the Inflation Reduction Act, normal IRS operations would continue and all 83,000 employees would be exempt from the furlough in 2013, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's a damn shame. Uh, SNAP, so, uh, here, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Funding through SNAP program is mandatory. The ability to send out food stamp benefits could affect could be affected by shutdown. Since uh, resolutions have generally only authorized the D, uh, USDA to send out 30-day shutdown. See, but the thing is, is a lot of that shit, yeah, EBT and stuff, that's run through your state. That's not run through the federal government. So, is the government preparing for shutdown? OMB maintains a list of various contentious plans, blah, 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 blah. How could federal employees be affected? Full shutdown would be uh, more extensive than a partial shutdown. Uh, that started in December 18 when Congress had enacted five of the 12 appropriation bills. Full shutdown would likely be similar to recent ones in 2013 and 2018 when approximately 850,000 of 2.1 million non-postal federal employees were furloughed. In 2013, most of the 350,000 civil, civil, um, civilian employees at the DOD were summoned back to work within a week. Furlough employees are not allowed to work and do not receive paychecks but are guaranteed to back pay when bills get passed. So, uh, how and why do mandatory... Blah, 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 blah. So, anyway. Here's the thing. And this is what it seems like they're stressing about. This is what's coming up lately. So, one of the things, and this happened... This also happened back in September when, when they did the 45-day extension was, and this was prior to the Israel-Gaza situation, but was money for Ukraine, okay? And, um, you know, it's like, <laughs> we're not giving them any more money, okay? But the thing that kills me is this. So, um, shit, I guess I didn't save that. And Twitter is acting very funky here. Let me let me let me see if I can. Um, I swear to fucking God. Ukraine. What am I looking for, Don? Ukraine. Um, So I'm talking about, he's talking about the internet. I swear to God, some of this shit anymore is uh, is getting very uh, sketchy. So this broke earlier in the week. Not that you've probably heard anything about it because, you know, Israel and, and all that. And I'm getting to the point where I'm tired of talking about them, just like I got tired of talking about Ukraine. But Ukraine Zelensky, who imprisoned political appointments, is now considering not allowing elections due to martial law. 
So Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, often hailed by globalists as a champion of democracy, has dis- dismissed the notion of holding an election during wartime, deeming it irresponsible. Zelensky, who has previously taken actions to silence opposition parties and impose extreme or extensive censorship, is now advocating for unity to quell what he deems pointless political debates. So, here's a country that we, this that our country, has given a crap ton of money to because what are we what are we being told we need to protect democracy what russia is doing to the ukraine is a is an invasion on democracy and they're trying to push their socialists and communists and blah blah blah, 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 blah. in the meantime this guy saying martial law no no uh, elections you, i'm your president we'll worry about it later locking up opponents Shutting down, and I talked about this a while back, shutting down television stations and radio stations that oppose his views, shutting down churches, but yet this guy is all about democracy. This is the United States of Ukraine. No, it's not. Everything that you're being told about Ukraine is fucking bullshit, and I've been saying that for fucking two years now. Just like everything that's going on in Israel is bullshit. Don't believe me. That's fine. Look it up your fucking self. Okay? I'm telling you right now, this cocksucker doesn't need any money. The only reason he's even getting any money is because I personally believe that he's got something on on the Bidens, whether it's Hunter, Joe, Jim, or all the above. And this is his way to pay them back or to get paid back I should say that's just my personal opinion now on to the story of the day as if we haven't been talking 47 minutes about shit that needed to be said can the fucking screen go away I swear to fucking god (sighs) motherfucker anyway in Spain so I know we have some listeners that live in Spain in the country. Uh, I personally talk to a gentleman that lives there via email and whatnot. And he sends me stuff. Mr. Eric, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. But, and I'm going to throw this out there just for you, Eric. Um, I, I know you're listening because I know you do. You're very consistent. I would love for you to send me anything you have on this situation that's going on in Spain. And you know what I'm talking about. And I'm about to tell everybody else what I'm talking about. So please send it my way, bud. You got my email address. He, I, he's got my personal email address. So there you go. <sighs> Motherfucking shit. All right. Why Spain's acting leader is offering a political, politically explosive amnesty for Catalan separatists. Okay. Spain's acting prime Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez uh, chances of forming a new coalition minority government following an inconclusive election in July were greatly boosted this week after reaching an agreement with a tiny party he surely hoped he would never have to rely on. The deal is with Together for, I'm sure I'm going to say this wrong, but anyway, Catalonia, also known as the Junts, a group bent on achieving independence in the northern region of Catalonia that's headed by Charles Puigdemont, who fled Spain after leading a failed illegal succession bid in 2017 that brought the country to the brink. Key to the agreement signed Thursday is a massively controversial amnesty that could benefit Puigdemont and uh, thousands of other secessionists, but the proposal backed by several small left-wing parties has roused the ire of the conservative and far-right opposition parties that represent roughly half the country's population. Many in the judiciary and police are also opposed. On Sunday, hundreds of thousands filled squares all over Spain's provincial capitals, um, responding to a call by conservative opposition to protest against the amnesty and deemed to demand, I'm sorry, uh, fresh elections. So, what is the amnesty for? A few details have released of the amnesty proposal being debated between Sanchez Socialist Party and the Junts, um, which will have to be approved by Spain's parliament. However, the idea is that it would wipe away legal cease, 
or I'm sorry, legal cases against Pujamont and thousands of others who took part in the secessionist bid or participated in protest. When Spain implemented a crackdown in response, Sanchez, whose government has already granted pardons to several jailed leaders of the uh, Catalan independence movement, says that amnesty would be positive for Spain because it calmed the waters in Catalina. Anyway, it sounds like to me it's 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 an event for this gentleman, this Sanchez guy. He's a socialist Democrat, self-proclaimed. It's not like that's what we think he is. Like, we say that about Biden. I'm not saying that he's not, but it's not like Biden proclaims himself to be that. That's what I'm saying. Now, this guy, the the elections in July <clears throat> didn't really come about, so he's still in place. In my opinion, this seems like something that he's doing to gain support to win the presidency. And here's where I brought this up. So I'm on Twitter this morning, and I'm seeing all this stuff. And this brings me back to the show I did last week about TikTok. And this is my point. So this is what I want to say about American-based social media. And this is something I brought up, like I said, on the show I did about is TikTok bad for America. So right now, if you're on your phone and you're just listening to the sultry sounds of the PCGC, you're welcome. But if you're just doing that, while you're listening to me, go to Instagram and then go to Facebook. If you are on either of those platforms, please just do me this favor and search Spain or Spain protest. Okay? Tell me what you see. And I'm going to tell you what you'll see because I've already done this because I don't want to look like a jackass (laughs) when I say these things. So you go to Instagram, you type in Spain, okay? What comes up is kind of like a tourist brochure. You're going to see pretty girls. You're going to see pretty beaches. You're going to see old buildings. You're going to see Spain. You're going to see the Spain that you think you should see when you go to Spain, okay? You're going to see Madrid. You're going to see Barcelona. You're going to see all these pretty places, okay? You type in Spain, Spain or Spanish protest, nothing comes up. Do the same thing on Facebook. Same thing comes up. Shocking. They're owned by the same person. I get it. Now you go to TikTok and type in that same stuff. And you're going to see the protests throughout the country of Spain. It's not like it's in Madrid. It's not like it's just in the capital or Barcelona or wherever else. You know, provincial capitals is what it said. Now, what does that mean to me or you if you live in America? That is essentially calling. So (laughs) ignorance of Americans is this. When we think of Spain or Germany or France or Mexico or wherever, we think of it just as a country. When we think of America, we think of America. We think of Florida, Georgia, Kentucky. We think of 50 states. Okay. Well, the crazy thing is, is these other countries have quote unquote states. They call them providences. Okay. So like if you live in Canada, you know what I'm talking about, right? And if you live in Spain, obviously, you know what I'm saying. But the point being is provincial capitals is like... Tallahassee or Athens or, or I guess Athens isn't the capital of Georgia, is it? Is it Atlanta? But anyway, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's Frankfurt. It's uh, it's uh, Nashville. It's you see what I'm saying. Those would be your in America what we would call provincial capitals or state capitals. So the protests are happening there. So however many providences there are in Spain, I don't know. I'm not looking it up. Whatever. That's where they're protesting, and they're probably protesting in some of the larger cities in in Spain that may or may not be provincial capitals. Point being is this. You go to TikTok and type that stuff in, you're going to see the protest. You're going to see news coverage from various European television stations, whether they're in Spain or surrounding areas, which is why... I always say another reason I say the government wants control of TikTok. It has nothing to do with Chinese tracking or whatever bullshit they say. It's about hiding what's actually going on, the truth. Because, believe you me, they want that same control here. That is why you go on American-based situations. The, The shock of my life was that it was actually on X. And I think that has more to do with Elon Musk running X more so than before. But, like I said, you go to Facebook, you go to Instagram, you're not going to see shit about it. And you can detail look it up. You're not going to find anything about it. 
as crazy as that seems. Now, I'm, I'm debating on what to name this podcast. I might name it Spain Spanish Protest or what's going on in Spain. I've got to figure out a way, but I guarantee you, if I do that, it's going to be shadow banned on Facebook when I share this to uh, to advertise the podcast. That's why if you are on Facebook and if you are listening to the show and if you are following us on Facebook, I need you to please go onto our Facebook page and share this episode. <sighs> That's the only way I can get this out without spending a lot of money on advertising. I don't have the money to do that. Okay? But anyway, uh, point being is the whole reason if they were so worried, and I said this on the show the other day about the show I did about TikTok, if they were so worried about Chinese companies getting your information or whatever the bullshit they're trying to tell you about TikTok, they would ban Timu. They would ban all these other apps. This company that runs ByteDance, right? ByteDance that runs TikTok has five of the most popular apps ran in the country, in this country. Do they say shit about those other four fucking apps? No. They just talk about TikTok. And I would think if I'm ByteDance and I'm trying to steal your information, I'm doing on all those fucking apps, not just this one. So think about those things. Search information yourself. It's just like going on Google or going on DuckDuckGo. Not that DuckDuckGo is the best thing ever like it was three or four years ago. It's still better than Google. You could search two di- You could search the same exact thing on Google and DuckDuckGo. You're going to find different results. But that's the thing. We, we, we have no choice. What do you do? So when you search anything, whether it is on Google, eventually on Google, you're going to find what you want to find. You just got to keep looking. You'll probably find it faster on DuckDuckGo because it's not going to be buried underneath 5,000 different fucking things. But even on DuckDuckGo, it might not be the first story. It might be the 10th story. You just got to look. And then when you find one thing, look for a second thing. Look for a third thing. Make sure the stories match and find the truth between the three different stories because you'll find the truth. Trust me. (laughs) I do this show. I try to get three shows a week. And it's very hard when it's just the three of us here doing that. The three of us, that's me, myself, and I. <laughs> Finding content, looking up content. Now, mind you, I get some people like, like Eric in Spain. He sends me some stuff. I have a couple other people that follow us on Instagram that sends me stuff. Chris might send me some stuff. But I still have to look it up. I still have to find the story. You see what I'm saying? I work 50 hours a week. I have shit to do around the house. (laughs) So, you know, it gets tedious. I get it. But I do this because I'm curious about these things. And I feel like me just being a regular dude that you would find this interesting too. And I'm trying to get away from talking about Israel and, and Palestine and Gaza and Hamas and all the bullshit that's going over there. Because you know what? It doesn't affect me. I don't give a shit. We're just going to get the bullshit narrative. And there's other things going on in this country and in this world that affects me and you, the regular people out there. So, anyway, with that being said, guys, it is Sunday, November 12th, 2023. I'm your host, Don Q. Please check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Tigger Talker at Don't Turn On America. We're also on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you are not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And whatever podcast app, guys, you're listening to, guys, please make sure you're following the show. You share the show. If you're on uh, Apple or Spotify, give us a rating. And I will read it on the air. And uh, make it a good one, guys. Please, thank you. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Tuesday.